0: You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, Ben is going to be terrified, because yeah. we have his dad, Ed Kratz, here, and he's going to tell us a little bit about Christian parenting and how bad Ben was as a child. So, so, Ed, tell us just about, tell us how bad Ben was as a child. How difficult was he?
1: Well, actually, I got a question. Do you normally have your... Uh, interviews, do you have the interviewees wear shock collars with Ben having the remote in his <laughs> no. hand? <laughs>
2: nope. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, actually, I, I enjoy being a parent. Uh, and there, there's, there's been pr- pros and there's been cons, but overall, things have been pretty well and still are.
0: Yeah. So So Ben wasn't a... A Mean child or a disrupting child, or acted out.
1: I think, I think for the most part, since he was the third child, uh, it seemed like it was easier for him because we probably learned from yeah. the previous two children. What <laughs> poor, poor Ed, you know, Eddie and Next week, we'll have Eddie on, yeah, <laughs> and then well, and then Ben seeing. As he grew up, he's seen mm-hmm. what the older ones did and how they were disciplined when they screwed up. Yeah. So he knew better. Yeah. I was also a
0: third child. Wow. So we're the same. I mean, does that mean you were well behaved? Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was probably well behaved, but but Ed, how about you just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started here?
1: Okay. Well, I'm I've been married now for 32 years mm-hmm. to a wonderful wife her name's Tanya. We, we have three kids. As you know, Ben's the youngest, Tabitha is in the middle, and then Eddie's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Funny story to go along with that, though, is uh, I, I can recall walking in. Uh, Tanya and I had been out shopping, and we walked in, and Eddie and Ben are sitting in the living room, and as soon as I walk in, mm-hmm. complete silence. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so what are you guys talking about? And I think it was Ben, he finally admitted that, well, we were just trying to figure out if Eddie was legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I said, well, you can do the math. And he's like, well, we were. Eddie was born in February. You guys got married in September. And I go, yeah. And what year was Eddie born? And what year did we get married? because we got married in 88, Mm -hmm. and Eddie was born in 1990. Mm -hmm. So they were doing from September to February, but then they skipped the whole year, so.
0: (laughs) In my defense, I was the youngest. (laughs) Eddie should (laughs) have known. (laughs) So what what do you do here at New Life Fellowship? You're a part of New Life Fellowship, just as, as me and Ben are. So what are some of the things that, that you do here at this church?
1: Uh, when I first became involved in the church, it was at Gospel Community. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I think I was already acquaintances with Scott prior to that. But I got to be friends with Scott and Jimmy both there. Mm-hmm. And it was there at Gospel Communities where they... Uh, invited me to start teaching Sunday school mm-hmm. for, for the kids. It was uh, either junior high or high school at that time. And from that point then, as you're probably aware, the uh, gospel community, they disbanded, mm-hmm. and we followed Jimmy. And ever since that time, I've been either involved at least in Sunday school. Uh, I've also done accounting the, the treasury work where I would pick up the bills mm-hmm. and, and make sure they were paid and doing the deposits and stuff like that. But uh, at this time, I am just the one of the Sunday one of the adult class Sunday school teachers.
0: But I'll, I'll brag on Ed for just a, a minute before we jump into the, the main part of our episode is is anytime that I hear anyone that goes to, to Ed's Sunday school class, um, they always tell me that he's good at, at bringing it down to real life. He's good at making the, the Bible seem more relevant, that it can be applied to their life. And, and, and I've, I've heard Ed teach before, um, and he, is, he does that very well. And that can be a hard thing for, mm. for people to do, because the Bible is, however many years old, and, and the culture was completely different from the culture that we have here yeah. in America, um, it can be difficult to do, but it can be done. You know, the Bible is relevant for for all ages. Yeah. Um. That's including our physical age and the ages of the world.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's I always try to do that, and I'll, I'll try to get a story, mm-hmm. a modern day story that goes along with our lesson, uh, just so that people, like you're saying, that they realize the Bible appeals, and just suits our lives today as much mm-hmm. today as it did
2: thousands of
1: years ago. Yep, exactly.
2: Okay, well then we will go ahead and move on to kind of where we want to sit for the rest of the episode. And that's the idea of, of being a Christian and being a parent and how those two things interacted with one another. So, so starting out back before me, before Tab, uh, you know, starting out with Eddie. What was it like for you and mom? You know, being Christians or starting out, because like, I'm, I honestly cannot remember when you guys actually started going to church regularly on your own as adults. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Um, yeah, uh, when when Tony and I got married, and then at that time we did not have a a, a church that we were attending, and I had gone to where Gospel Community was that as I mentioned earlier but the church that was there at this time I was not familiar with and Tanya after we'd gotten married she moved up here and she she didn't have a church that she was familiar with either so at this time we didn't really have a church that we were attending uh then as as I already mentioned you know a year and a half later mm-hmm. a year or so later she we We became pregnant with Eddie and it was, actually it was a mixture of emotions. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there wasn't really any downs about it because we were planning children and actually it, and that funny story with that is we were wanted, we wanted a boy, girl, boy, (laughs) and that's what we got. And yeah. and, look, and the reason we wanted that was because, well, they can't say you're favoring the older because he's an only yeah. boy and we can't, you're, you're favoring yeah. the younger because it's the only boy. No. And you can't mm-hmm. favor the middle one. But, well, that's the girl. Yeah. So it's not older, not younger, but the
2: middle one. So how did you guys make the transition into starting to go to church, and how did that affect your parenting?
1: Okay, well, we didn't actually make the transition into going to church until you came along. Oh, Mm -hmm. so I
2: I was a come to Jesus moment, right?
1: (laughs) Because and it was at that moment. I mean, Eddie was would have been a
2: kindergarten fourth, yeah, fourth, fifth, yeah,
1: four or five years old, Mm -hmm. and then Tabitha would have been, you know, just an infant. And then you came along, and I don't know if you were born yet or not. So Eddie might not have yet been in school, but it was at this time that your mom she she said, "We need to find us a church. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been putting it off. We've been putting it off." And uh, there is a good story to go along with that. If you'd like to hear yeah. that, uh, we were in, talking about attending a church, and this is when you're Ben. Ben's granddad, my dad, had a heart attack. And it was a severe heart attack. It was to the point where the doctors, they were telling mom that they didn't think he was going to make it through the night. And of course, you know, during this time, I'm driving up there daily. Mom's there all the time. And there was a pastor that came in and sat with my mom, your grandmother, Ben. Uh, but he came in and sat with her and prayed with her and said that he would have the church pray for dad. Mm-hmm. And even though the the doctors weren't giving him much of a chance, he pulled through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when dad got out of uh, the hospital, I mean, he went through, there was a lot that he went through. He had to have his leg amputated because they, They couldn't do the they couldn't do the bypass surgery like they wanted to because he was a lifelong smoker, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have any good ones to replace his his bad ones with, and that's why his his leg was dying, and they had they ended up they had to amputate it because of the blood flow, uh, but yeah. Then after that, after he got out of church, and as I said, this pastor. Came up there daily visiting with mom, and when dad got out of church, or I'm sorry, when dad got out of the hospital, he said we're going to go to that guy's church, find out where he's the pastor at, mm-hmm. and his name was Elsie Spencer, mm-hmm. and his church, believe it or not, was the one I went to when I was growing up, mm-hmm. but it was a United Brethren Church, and it was Caddy Corner. I mean. A one-minute walk, literally, from where my mom and dad lived. Wow. So, and that's where we began going back to
0: church, and yeah. So, so Ed, when when you had when you had Eddie for the first time, um, were you you and Tanya ever have thoughts of being scared that you weren't going to be able to provide or anything like that? Um. Not really, because where I was working at this
1: time, it was it was Western Wheel, Kel- Kelsey Hayes, Hayes Wheels. They they went through several name changes, mm-hmm. but uh, I I was always working, and it, and most of the time, I wasn't just working forty hours a week. It would be sometimes seven days a week, yeah. ten to twelve hours a day, uh. So, yeah, at that time, no, we didn't really have any concerns. Uh, Tanya was able to find work then, and we was able to afford a babysitter, even though your grandmother Kratz babysat for us Mm -hmm. for a while, and then we would have other, where we would hire Mm -hmm. babysitters when we needed to. And then there was a time uh, when the kids were getting older, and some were in school and some weren't, where Tanya and I, uh, actually, I opted to work third shift, mm. and Tanya was still working days. And that way, when I was getting home, she could go to work,
0: and we always had somebody there to tend to the kids. Yeah. So as you know, there are a lot of parents who struggle with the difficulties of parenting, like discipline and you know how 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 do you discipline your kids how do you do you know all the, how do you you know show them god's love you know all those different things that a christian parent was probably going to think about um what what are some of the difficulties uh, of parent of parenting that you see as a christian parent with all three of your kids have already are grown up and in and, and out of the house you know so what difficulties do you see well first i want i want to uh
1: put down the line where they say it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. It takes a mother and a father, yeah, exactly. a mom and a mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that a single parent cannot raise a good child. Mm-hmm. But if a single parent is raising a child, they have to take on multiple roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because it's just. There's just no doubt that there's roles that the father is for, and mm-hmm. there's roles that the mother is for, and know yeah. it, it's 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 in God's word. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. And so it's we didn't really struggle a whole lot. Uh, as I said, I I was born and raised going to church. I, I told told us in our told them in our last um, study. Our study uh, Sunday night mm-hmm. study that I had a drug problem when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I was drugged to church every <laughs> Sunday, whether <laughs> I wanted to go or not. Yeah, and 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 that's when I ended up be- getting saved. Was I was uh, elementary age, mm-hmm. but I knew what I I knew what I didn't want. I didn't yeah. want to go to hell, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and. Uh, that was when I was laying in bed one night, saying my prayers, and I sincerely asked Jesus to be my Savior. And from that point on, it's like, and, and you've probably heard this before, but it's like a switch flipped. Mm-hmm. And he, even though you're, you're, I was young, I, I can remember up to that point that where there's times where mom and dad had to discipline me Mm -hmm. and sometimes it was a butt smacking Mm -hmm. and sometimes it was go to your room you're not going out with your friends today
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh and so our discipline and and tanya can vouch for this because i think hers was probably the same way uh Actually, she had stories where she got blamed for some of the stuff that her <laughs> brother had did. But, yeah, I think that we were probably disciplined in a very similar fashion. And so, and, and as Ben can probably vouch, I, I had what I called a butt walloper. Yeah. And, it was a newspaper wrapped in duct tape. Yeah, <laughs> and... and It was what funny story with that is they would always come up missing, but what they didn't realize is we
2: always got another paper. (laughs) uh, I think there was times where we would clean our rooms and we would have like four or five in our room. They they would be hidden behind their dresser, (laughs) so yeah. But yeah,
1: sometimes you have to, for lack of a better word, you have to be strict and stern with your children. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times when you can just sit them down I can remember one one time Eddie did something and I can't remember what it was it wasn't a big deal but it was something that he got in trouble over and I said I just want you to go to your room and think about what you did
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and about 15 minutes later he walks out and I said what's up and he said I'm done thinking about what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we discussed it, and uh, it was all good from that point. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. There's different. I mean, different ways that children act out. Sometimes they require different types of discipline, and the child's personality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, a if you raise your voice to them, and give them a mean look, that's a That's as good as a butt walloping. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just, they, different children, have different discipline
2: levels. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, Dad, now I think you've already been touching on this the whole time. But if you could just focus in on what you would consider to be some of the blessings uh, of maybe... Having kids and raising kids and, and now having adult kids, you know, whatever you want to focus in on as what you would be considered a blessing of parenting. Um, probably, I, we,
1: we, I mean, I've, there's been times when the kids, when you kids would get sick and that always, I mean, that, that causes worry. Mm-hmm. Um if we had to take you to the doctor over something we didn't know what it was mm-hmm. or if, if if uh like the time tabitha was shoved off the top bunk in the in the bedroom and <laughs> and and got a broken bone out of it uh and it's just a we we i th- i i think i'm talking for both me and your mom when i say that we enjoyed Being parents Mm -hmm. Um, yes as I said sometimes Mm -hmm. we you had to take disciplinary action but for the most part we planned vacations Uh, we took vacations out of state or in state or we might just like just did things together as a family Mm -hmm. and tried to do things that all the kids would enjoy doing and then as they they became adults and and actually this is one of the things that you don't really look forward to but we're at this point where now we got an empty nest mm-hmm. but we're fortunate where all three of the kids live within a short distance mm-hmm. and we still talk to them regularly uh, the the modern. Uh, modern day thing with the cell phones and everything, Mm -hmm. computers, Mm -hmm. makes it easier to get in touch with people where uh, when I was growing up, if I was out and about and my mom and dad didn't know where I was, that they just didn't know where I was. I had Mm -hmm. a curfew and I had to get home and if not, I can remember being scolded for, well, why didn't you just go someplace and call home and Mm -hmm. tell us Mm -hmm. But, and and that was one thing that we, uh, we always carried our cell phones when, when Tanya had one a lot longer than I did, Mm -hmm. but that way the kids or anybody could reach us if they needed something with the kids. Um, But as they grew older and got married or old enough that they started looking for their own place and moved out, uh, it's just one of those things that we adapted to and, yeah, even though we've got a, a large house with empty bedrooms now, we still we still get together. We do family game night mm-hmm. occasionally. We do things together, like take vacation when we can. Sometimes we'll take vacations together. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can't do that as as we want to, but sometimes we do. Mm-hmm. And it's just at raising the kids, and as to be a tight knit. Tight knit family, mm-hmm. and and one of the blessings that I got at, is that when Ben or Eddie or Tabitha would run into an issue, they always say you're one of the first ones. You're the first one I think of calling, mm-hmm. and either either I can help them or
0: give them advice. So that that's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. And I'll share this passage of scripture that goes right along with what Ed just said. It's in Titus 2, 7, which says, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity and dignity. And think as a father, you have to be able to do that, you know, to be a good father and a good mother. You know, we don't have Tanya here, but I think that she would say the same thing. Is you want your kid, you want to be in a place where your kids can model your life and and have a good life and, and a good Christian walk through through how you're walking, you and your wife are, are walking and and being able to show them integrity and dignity. And I think that itself is a role for mom and dad. You know, to show them what who jesus is to show them who the lord is to show them what right and wrong is because um i think in most cases we could probably all agree even though me and ben aren't parents yet um that your kids don't know right and wrong in the beginning Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do and then that's when you talked about there's different levels of discipline you know, it also says, you know, you don't spare the rods, you know, because, you know, your kids are going to act out. And if you love them, you're going to discipline them. And, and God does the same thing to all his children. And, and, and this is why I think as, as fathers and mothers, they they have to, to lean on the word of God. Because I feel like we just wouldn't really know how to parent if if we didn't know what how God was with us.
1: I think you might be mistaken, though. You're not giving kids enough credit on knowing what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because if you tell the kids that they can't have these cookies that mom just took out of the oven, mm. and 15 minutes later you go back there and there's cookies missing, and you know you and your wife didn't take them. <laughs> that is true. And and they're, they'll deny it, mm-hmm. and they'll lie about it. Mm-hmm. So And they know that that's wrong, but they did it anyway. Yeah. So, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's that, that comes back to where people, there's an argument one way and the other where people are, are they born in sin? Mm. Well, right there. Yeah. I mean, kids will do what they can to make themselves better. Mm-hmm. And as adults, people do the same thing. Instead of looking out for each other, a lot of the times, people just tend to look out for themselves. Yeah.
2: I Since my dad's here and we're talking about uh, us as kids, I remember one time uh, I wanted to get a glass of milk on my own. And I think I don't... One of you might have been home, but I can't remember. But I got the, the gallon of milk. And it was too heavy for me. And I dropped it. And... uh I don't know how this happened, but the gallon of milk, like, kind of split right down the middle, like, Mm. horizontally. And so about half this gallon of milk is spilled out on the floor. So what I did was... I went and got duct tape, and I duct taped it shut and put it back in the fridge, (laughs) cleaned up all the milk, and then I went and hid in my room. I don't remember the rest, because I think I blocked it out. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that incident.
1: Look... What happened to this milk? Why is there tape wrapped up?
0: <laughs> I do remember that. So, so Ed, um, do you have any final thoughts for for maybe you know a couple, a married couple looking to have a kid, or maybe you know early, you know, you know, young parents trying to figure out how to get it together? Well, I do know, and it was something
1: that I was going to bring up earlier, like uh, with Eddie, our first child. Uh, we tried the diaper service because... We what's,
2: did, what's the diaper service?
1: Yeah, sanitary it. diaper service. And they bring diapers to your house, clean diapers, mm-hmm. and then you're supposed to uh, rinse them out as well as you can and put them in a bag. And then they would take them and launder them and then bring them back again, clean. Wow,
0: wow.
1: And it was, as far as I know, I'm assuming they're still in service, but maybe not. Uh, But yeah, we tried cloth diapers with Eddie, and that just wasn't working for us. (laughs) It was just easier to get the disposables and be done with it. And then uh, also with Eddie, like I say, we learned a lot going through him. <laughs> he, he, well, he, he couldn't keep his formula down. Mm-hmm. And we had to change uh, different types of formula. And I know when I was a baby, they didn't have to worry about this. You give them milk, period. Mm-hmm. And then over time, they came up with this formula's more like breast milk so if you're not able to breastfeed then you should Mm -hmm. try formula which I'm sure there's people that still give whole milk Mm -hmm. to their babies but we wanted what I think it was Tanya's idea what she thought was best Mm -hmm. and so and we had ended up having to switch formulas because Eddie couldn't Mm -hmm. keep some of them down he would literally it would be like a fountain coming out of him. Yeah. (laughs) And so we had to change formulas. So so I mean that that was a difficult stage where like the diapers, because of the diapers, I think that's one of the reasons we changed was not because not so much because of the handling of them, but because of uh Eddie was getting rashes from it. So the disposables it was just a lot easier to keep him clean and take care of him and then like I say with a formula Uh, but yeah babies are different than children and then children are different from adult children I, I know for a fact that as adult children teenagers they would sneak around behind your back and do stuff. And, mm-hmm. and Ben can vouch for that. Mm-hmm. And Phil, you probably can vouch oh, yeah. for that too. 100%. <laughs> and, and sometimes we knew what they were doing, sometimes we didn't. But we always let them know that we were there for them. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that worked because, as I said, they aren't afraid to come to us now yeah. as adults and ask for.
2: Advice and stuff like that. So, any final thoughts uh, to your dad, Ben? Thanks for coming on the show. No, Uh, (laughs) I you mentioned something about uh, I forget exactly what you said, but about you know teaching your kids, and uh, it it made me think of the idea that that parents are really their kids' first teachers. Because I I remember uh, growing up you, uh, reading, you know, Bible stories to us before Ben, you know, we, uh, feel like I don't think you were ever in our old house because it was before Mm -hmm. we met, but, uh, my brother and I shared a room and then my sister had the room uh, just adjacent to us. So mom or dad, whoever was on duty would, uh, sit in a chair in the hallway in between the two rooms and read Bible stories to us Mm -hmm. before Ben. And, you know, fast forward 20 years And I remember the first time I got a flat tire my freshman year of college in the freezing snow in the dead of winter. And I'm calling dad saying, hey, I don't know what to do. I've never gotten a flat before. Mm. And him walking me through it. And I was like, I wish you were here because I don't know what I'm doing. And just those moments where, you know, your parents are your first teachers and they're always going to be on your side. Because in that moment, I didn't know who to call. So I called my
0: dad.
1: Mm.
0: Phil, what about you? To your dad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, Ed sure. wasn't a very good parent to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I try to be now. Yeah. So <laughs> I let you know. Yeah. Um, what I would say, you know, with some of that is, you know, my mom wasn't, uh, I would not classify my mom as like a Christian parent. She mm-hmm. didn't have Jesus. She didn't, she didn't know what the Bible said. But the one thing that mom taught us um, was to work. You know, mom was always a worker. She she did the, She there was no 40-hour weeks in mom's schedule. There was 75-hour weeks for mom. She worked seven days a week, most every day. And lots of times I remember her going, um, she'd go to work in the morning. You know, we'd get on the bus by herself because that's just what had to happen. Mm-hmm. And then um, she would come home, she'd make us something to eat, and then she would go back to work. You know, my sisters and I would really just, you know, be there for each other. You know, when they were a little bit older than me, um, you know, they would be the ones that would be in charge when I was younger. But um, I just remember she worked all the time. And us kids, it wasn't like a moment, oh, I really wish that, you know, she was here. We understood because we knew if she didn't work, we wouldn't be able to eat. Mm. So I think that maybe in that case, it's a little bit different than maybe some of the stuff that we're talking about here. But... Um, I think it goes right along with the idea of like what Ben said. He remembers his dad being a teacher. And, and not only, you know, just teaching them the flat tire things because th- those are your basic life things, you know. If I needed help with something uh, in that case, yeah, I'm calling my dad. He's, hey, I don't know how to do this. You know, you probably know how to do this. How do I do it? So, but the, the, the most important thing that you said, you know, your dad would, you know, dad or mom mm-hmm. would sit in the hallway and, and read Bible stories. That's not something that I had. Um, so I think that in itself is a treasure because there's not probably a whole lot of parents that, that do that. And I think that is what sets apart just normal parenting. Not that normal parenting's a bad thing, you need a mom. You need a dad, regardless of, of you know, being a Christian or not, because that's just how you, a that's a good structure. That's a it is a biblical structure, even if you don't know it. Um, mom, dad, because they have separate roles, as as Ed talked about. Um, you have to you have to teach your children. Mm-hmm. You have to raise them up in the ways of the Lord, and those things can be difficult. But um, Ed's also talked about you know it's a blessing. You know, to see where your kids are now, you know, they, they all three go to church, they all do stuff in the church, they all are involved, they all, you know, and, and I can imagine as a parent, like I said, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, that itself would, would give me joy, you know, to know that, you know, your kids are doing what they need to be doing for God. So I think that's important, but we'll go ahead and we'll end the episode here. I'm sure that uh, Ed won't. This won't be the last time we have uh, your dad on, because if I ever need to to rag on you or something <laughs> like that, I'll just uh, call up Ed. Well, it,
1: and and as you close and going along with what mm-hmm. you just said, I can't remember who it was, but I was listening to a pastor on the radio one time, and he said that there's no guarantee that. Raising your children the right way is going to get them into heaven. Mm. There's a lot of things that you can do Mm -hmm. to help that, but there's no guarantees. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that you can do to guarantee that they won't get to heaven, Mm -hmm. and that is by not raising them in in a godly home and as I said, I had the drug problem, <laughs> drug to church, and, and, and it benefited me. Yeah. And the kids, as, as Ben had said, he can never remember not going to church. Mm-hmm. So it was just a normal thing. And, it, and that is a blessing that I know that when I leave this world, that I'm going to have all my mm-hmm. family members there, immediate family members there with me outside family members some of them I still got to work on mm-hmm. and and that was one thing about your mom Phil I'm glad she came to Christ yeah. I wish it would have happened sooner so that we could have gotten better acquaintances but I, I was really overjoyed when that did happen
0: mm-hmm. so this weekly verse it goes right along with with uh, what what Ed here said at the end Proverbs 22 6 which says start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it.
2: All right. Well, that concludes our episode for this week. Dad, thank you again for joining us. Maybe next time we can have someone on who will tell funny stories about Phil as a child. Uh, (laughs) We won't find that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, if you have a comment or a request for an episode, you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.